DF8 fam, what is going on? We are back hitting you guys, but we're bringing the redraft goodness. It is going to start showering upon you. The sleepers, the breakouts, the bust, undervalued, overvalued. We're bringing it all. We're going to be hitting you with it. Tonight, we are kicking things off with quarterback sleepers. And before we get into it, one, hit that subscribe button. Give us a like. We'd appreciate it. But two, we are kind of defining sleeper as, because there's no such thing as a sleeper anymore, Kev. We, we were talking about this beforehand. Everyone is being talked about at this point. So the way that we are approaching sleepers for our purposes, kind of guys that we think are being drafted too late, who we, we almost feel like there's no way they can't outperform their current draft price. And we're going to be using ADP from underdog best ball because we feel that is the uh, the best source of ADP right now before uh, the, all the mock drafts really start kicking out. So Kev, I'm going to give you the floor first, buddy. Hit me with your first quarterback sleeper of 2021. Yeah, the first one for me, uh, without trying to be too obvious with it, is Carson Wentz, which if anybody's been following the show for long enough this off uh, this offseason knows that uh, I am all in on Carson Wentz for 2021. I am not worried whatsoever about how he finished last year and, you know, all the, all the things that were going on. That was a very toxic situation over there in Philly. It sounds like from all accounts for everything that is coming out from Indy and OTAs, the, the team seems to love him, so that he's been an absolute leader, and sounds like he is exactly where he should be with Frank Reich in this offense. And I think he is poised to bounce back uh, this year in an offense that is going to be better than what he was in last year. I mean, he's going to be behind one of the best offensive lines in all of, all of football. Uh, his weapons that they have there, they didn't really do anything to address that in terms of their offensive skill set. They brought back T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman. But Paris Campbell should be back healthy. If that man can stay healthy, hopefully he's been drinking a lot of milk, you know, to uh, help with all that calcium, you know. Uh, to keep him healthy because Paris Campbell, which is something we could be talking about in one of our future videos for wide receiver sleepers, oozes potential and oozes upside, right? Somebody we've been kind of waiting on. And Michael Pittman in his second year in this offense, you know, you take out noodle arm Phillip Rivers and you insert Carson Wentz. And whatever you feel about Carson Wentz, we've seen Carson Wentz be able to produce at the highest level. We've seen these things happen. Uh, he almost won the MVP a few years ago before he got hurt uh, with the year the, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And so I feel like now in this situation, I mean, you're getting him almost free. He's still going like quarterback 22 in best ball. I think you could probably see him go like quarterback 18, 19, even in redraft. Like he's got to be sitting there. He's got to be absolutely free. And this is a quarterback last year that was a top, that was going in the top 10, right? And so I have no problem that this is one of those a great post-hype sleepers to get. Uh, you don't have to invest anything on. You can wait as, as long as you want to to be able to get him because he's almost free. So um, like I said, I mean, I think there's still lots of like here with Carson Wentz and this offense. And I think this offense is going to take another step forward this year in a division that they're going to get to play the Texans twice. The Jaguars, their sorry-ass defense, they're going to have some shootouts with the Titans because the Titans' defense is trash, too. I mean, the, the Titans' defense, they didn't really do a whole lot to improve that either. Obviously, that offense uh, you know, got better with Julio Jones, so we're going to see some fireworks here in, in that game. So I'm not really concerned at all, and I love Carson Wentz and his upside. Yeah, agree there, and I think the pairing with uh, with Reich is something that's going to be super important there, and then the, the offensive line is just going to be night and day from where it was in Philly to where it's going to be with the Colts. The first guy I'm going to throw out here is someone who's also being kind of hated on and trampled on for no reason, and that is Dolphins quarterback Tua Tunga by Loa going as QB 18 on underdog in the 11th round, kind of going close to the 12th. I 
don't really understand why everyone is so quick to to bury this guy. Like, I really don't get it. We have to remember that last year going into the season, he was still rehabbing from that awful hip injury he had, which, you know, there were a lot of people that were kind of saying, like, maybe he just redshirts his rookie year. But instead, he got thrown into the into the thick of it. Shout out TikTok. Whenever Fitzpatrick was doing well, so he got thrown in and he was kind of taken out, thrown back in. His weapons weren't amazing. Preston Williams ended up getting injured again. So he was looking at, you know, Jakeem Grant, Devontae Parker. Now they've completely gone and revamped that. They brought in Will Fuller. They brought in his college teammate, Jalen Waddle. They added another offensive lineman to beef up the uh, the hog mollies in front, getting uh, Liam Eikenberg in the second round. I think with the, the the additions they've made, there's no way they're just going to hand the ball off to Miles Gaskin 25 times a, uh, a game again this year. I think they're going to open it up a little bit going into it now that you know he doesn't have a COVID offseason. He has the entire offseason to prepare as a starter. So that's going to be a huge benefit to him. And there, there were some things to like with what he did last year as well. I mean, there were only two starts he had where he didn't finish as a top 24 quarterback, which isn't, it's not a great benchmark, but with uh, the way that he's being treated in terms of fantasy football, you you would have just thought that he was god awful. And Kev, he actually did have a QB four week against your Chiefs last year where he threw for over 300 yards, two scores. Then he had like 25 rushing yards and another score on the ground. And then if you look at player profiler, Tua actually had the third highest catchable pass rate last year. I think whenever you add in, like I said, the the weapons with Fuller and Waddle, and you kind of just let uh, Tua get the ball in their hands and let them do their thing after the catch. Now adding that to Parker, Gusecki, I think it's going to make a huge jump for Tua, and I think he takes that sophomore leap in 2021 i think this is going to be the year that like he's going to have to prove it that he is that guy and so i don't mind it because he's like you said i mean he's kind of another guy that's almost free and you can kind of take there at the back half of your draft so i don't think his adp is going to rise any um and so i I don't mind that pick either my next guy is somebody who uh has been a qb1 before in his in his career but uh is not currently another guy that is absolutely free and that is james winston now i think his adp hasn't risen yet because we don't we're not really sure where he's if he's going to be the starter or not there's still the possibility that Taysom hill is i know they're kind of battling it out i think vegas right now has 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 james winston as a clear-cut number one guy in terms of betting odds but of course that could still change um you know there's been a lot of positive reports about james winston and his maturity and kind of uh, learning from Drew Brees. If he gets the opportunity, there's still a lot of good weapons here in this offense. Michael Thomas is there. Alvin Kamara is still there. I don't think he's going to be as much of the gunslinger that we saw in Tampa where he's just going to be flinging it all over the field uh, because I think he knows that this is his like one shot, one opportunity to prove it. And if he doesn't, and if he goes back to being the guy that throws a lot of turnovers, one, there's no way Sean Payton's going to stand for that, too. They have Taysom Hill waiting. And so I think if we see a more efficient Jameis Winston, I still think that he can be a solid QB1, but he's going absolutely free right now. He's going 183 overall off the board and, like, QB30. But, again, I think if he gets announced the starter once we get to August, I, I still don't think he flies up. I still think you're probably looking at him as, like, quarterback 19 maybe quarterback 18 for a lot of people and where they're going to take him just because of that with Taysom Hill still there and the uncertainty with him I I just don't think that he's ever going to rise up to where he should be and I think he could be a screaming value uh here in New Orleans for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The second guy I'm going to bring to the table, this one's going to be uh, much quicker than Tua, but that is Sam Darnold currently going at QB24 on underdog. And this one's pretty simple for me. I mean, if you look at Teddy Bridgewater last year, he ended up as QB17 on the year. He had five QB1 weeks, and I think Sam Darnold is an upgrade. Whether you know whether you think that's a, a small bump or a, a much bigger one, either way, it's it's an upgrade. And now Darnold is going to be going to a QB-friendly system down there in Carolina. He's going to be surrounded by the, the most talent, the highest talent level that he's had in his in his young career. Oh, and he gets away from the New York Jets and Adam Gase. So I, I think if you just look at this entire situation as a whole, there's not a lot to not like about Darnold. Um, you know, even if he doesn't come out and you know light the world on fire, like I said, QB 17 last year for for Bridgewater, and that was with him missing missing a game or two in there. And Darnold is going as QB 24, so I think uh, I definitely think that there is a lot of room for him to pay off that price. And he's someone who I'm going to be targeting, especially if that's uh, if that's where he stays. And again, like James Winston, I don't see Darnold really shooting up draft boards either because of that. They're, he's still trying to wash off that mean green stench off of him. So Darnold is a guy who uh, who I really like as a sleeper this year. I, I don't I don't mind that at all either. I think he's a risk, but you're taking him that late. And so if he, if he fails and he doesn't do anything for the first week or two, you cut him and you move on to the next guy and you, and you start streaming quarterbacks. Like obviously if you're taking a quarterback that late anyways, that's that's kind of the approach you're already taking. So if you can hit lightning in a bottle, I have no problem with doing that and taking somebody like Sam Darnold if you're wanting to wait really, really far on a quarterback. For me, I, uh, here we are again, and I'm going to go down apparently with this ship because I just can't help myself. And I'm going to advocate for Daniel Jones of, of, of the Giants. Like if I'm going to wait really late in the draft and, you know, guys like Carson Wentz is off the board, Jameis is off the board. I don't hate Daniel Jones. And I know it's gross. And I know people are going to look at it and be like, oh, I can't do that. Daniel Jones is terrible. But you know what? I don't care if Daniel Jones is actually good at football or not. Right. We've seen a lot of bad quarterbacks that, that have put up really solid fantasy seasons. Blake Bortles. You know, Mr. QB1 every year, even though he's terrible. But listen, this is this is the opportunity for Daniel Jones to prove it, right? This is his prove-it year. Because if he doesn't, I think you look at the Giants taking a quarterback early next year in the next year's draft. You know, they, they give him another opportunity. They brought in – they spent a lot of money in Kenny Galladay bringing him in. You know, they still have Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram. Like, this isn't a bad offense. And listen, the NFC East is fucking terrible. Like, their defenses outside of Washington are awful. And so, like, there's going to be a lot of high-scoring games here. The offenses are going to be scoring a lot of points here. And so, this is not a bad or not a bad team to target. And you know, like I said with Daniel Jones, you know, Saquon will also be back here and help out in the passing game as well. So, I just think with all the pieces they're going to have, adding Kenny Galladay, I think is going to make a big difference. Do I think he's all of a sudden going to be Josh Allen? He's going to have this Josh Allen type resurgence like he did once they got Stephon Diggs? No. But I still think that he could be a low-end QB1. And the one thing that I really, that stands out to me that I really like is his rushing upside. I want a quarterback that has some some of that in him. 423, which is sixth most among all quarterbacks. Uh, he was seventh in carries. 
11th in carries per game, seventh in rush yards per game. So that that's I mean he he averaged almost 30 yards rushing a game. Like these quarterbacks, uh, these quarterbacks that, that that have that rushing upside can save your week because quarterbacks that don't, you know, they end up having a week where they throw you know, 250 yards and a touchdown, like you're dead that week. You know, it's going to kill you. You're going to get, you know, uh, hardly any fantasy points for versus a quarterback that, you know, if, if he throws the same 252, two, but he gets you 50 rushing yards, like it's going to make up for some of that. And it's going to save you. It's going to, he's going to have a much higher floor than a lot of these other quarterbacks that don't have that. And so I'm not saying that he's Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson or even Josh Allen in terms of that, but he's not that far off of Josh Allen anyway, in terms of the ceiling he ha- he possesses. Uh, you know, I, I, as 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 a runner, okay, <laughs> as a runner, okay. I'm not saying he's Josh Allen. Uh, what I'm saying though, in terms of that that Konami code that we look for, that all, everybody should be looking for. You know, I I I really really do not mind uh, a guy like Daniel Jones. So other than that, like uh, for me, like those are kind of the guys. If I'm looking late, it's definitely going to be Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, and like I said, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, embrace it. We're gonna we're gonna look back on this this year, and we're gonna be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Daniel Jones, I see you. You know, because weapons matter, right? It matters if you're a quarterback and you have some terrible, sorry ass tar weapons to to use. You're probably not gonna have a very good year. And so, actually, getting him weapons and surrounding him with with these guys like like a Kenny Galladay, I think, can absolutely save season. And Kenny Galladay is a perfect fit for Daniel Jones, who was. Uh, who was seventh in deep ball completion percentage last year? So all those factored in. I know it doesn't feel good, and I know people when they when they make that pick and they want to select that guy, they want to they want that comfort, they want that warmth inside when they make that pick. I'm like, oh, okay, I feel I feel good about that. Okay, sometimes you gotta feel a little uncomfortable. And again, if you're taking a quarterback this late like Daniel Jones, he's a, he's already a couple bad weeks away from you dropping him anyway. Any quarterback you select in that range, right? You're banking on some upside. You're banking on the ceiling. If it doesn't happen, on to the next one. All that sounded great, but the only thing I could think of the whole time was just you just spit spit shining a turd at the end right, of the day. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. <laughs> this is this is it. Listen, listen. All right, I'm gonna hold you to something here. How are you gonna advocate for Sam Darnold, who has been worse than Daniel Jones in his career? Worse. And now your only out is gonna be William Adam Gates. That's going to be your only out. But taking that away, how can you advocate for Sam Darnold, who has been just as terrible? Because he's in a much better position, and Sam Darnold hasn't even had weapons like fucking Sterling Shepard or Darius Slayton in, in his career. He has, He's never had a running game, and outside of Robbie Anderson and, you know, three-yard three well, game, Jameson Carolina. Crowder. Well, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> But he, he's not going to be relying on James on uh, on Robbie Anderson as his uh, alpha target when he has DJ Moore, uh, Christian McCaffrey, the the tight ends they have, your boy Tommy Tremble coming into the fold, Terrace Marshall also your boy. That's how I can advocate for for Sam Darnold. All I'm going to say is they're not that different. Okay, they're really not different. They're they're different because of it's a new he was traded to a new team, and we like some of the weapons that are there, but. I really have no problem with the weapons that he has in New York with adding Kenny Galladay, uh, you know, who can end up being a top 10 wide receiver. I mean, he has that kind of talent. I would not be shocked at the end of the year if Kenny Galladay was a top five wide receiver. Wouldn't be shocked. Am I calling it? No. But he has that type of – he has that type of talent to be that. He has that type of talent, but 
and, it, and it, that ain't happening with with Danny Dimes. Uh, we, we have to. We, 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 I know we got to go. Listen, we got to go. No, we, we do have to end this before you before you end up making even worse calls. Let's, this let's, is what happens. You start doubling down on things and you start backing yourself into that corner. And this is how you end up with Danny Dimes. You know, Ryan, we will never forgive you for what I just had to listen to from, you know, beginning with the best ball show. Now to this and now talking about Kenny G with with top five upside. We 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 got, shut it down. See, that's shut it down. People people just shut manipulate my words. That's not what I said. I said I wouldn't be shocked. We did it. I'm not saying he's going to. I'm saying he has that type of talent, much like Stefan Diggs. I always knew he had that type of talent if given the opportunity. He is now Listen, has that opportunity. If you've made it this far in the video, first of all, thank you. Second of all, drop a comment. Let us know. Would you be shocked if Kenny Galladay ended up top five? I, for one, would. Kev said he would not. I mean, appreciate you guys rocking with us. Don't forget to subscribe. Like I said, drop a comment and be on the lookout for the other sleeper videos coming toward you later this week. That's it. Perfect.